um, in the Hawaiian Islands, specifically on Maui. Up here in Boston, we are coming up on our, what is it, our second major winter storm um, this weekend. You are known as uh, a hard worker or one who works hardly at all. I can't quite figure out which it is. Uh, <laughs> in a tip of the hat to uh, to our other uh, cohort, uh, oh, Mick. Mick. Okay, well, well <laughs> Mick, we, we, we will send a copy of this to Mick. And if we actually publish something, it will be 54. Um, but I thought what we might do, and you and I talked about this beforehand, is, um, you know, in theory, we could we could do a year-end summary. I mean, the bottom line is our podcasts are so basically bad, a summary of them could only be better. Yeah. <laughs> or perhaps worse. I don't it, know. Uh, wait, wait, how, how, do you, how do you get cliff notes for crap? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's, but, a, uh, it's like, you know, exactly. But, uh, but who are you again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That's right. We never do introduce ourselves, do we? So I am Dave yeah. Pausner, or David Pausner, as, you, as, as either of us prefers, um, and a lawyer up in Boston, an IP lawyer, as a matter of fact. And you? Yeah. I am Mark Thurman, and I'm a vacationer on Maui. Mm, what do you do uh, during the day? I'm saying that uh, during the day, during the normal times of uh, my life, I uh, am a consultant, primarily in the IoT, Internet of Things world, and my current client is a data and analytics firm called JD Power out of uh, California and Troy, Michigan. Okay, we have heard of them. I'm at, um, yes. at a law firm, Davis Malm, in downtown Boston, and uh, we're a general practice firm with an IP corporate litigation, real estate, employment, and a variety of other practices. So have we done our pitching adequately? I think that's it. I think okay. that's it. And I did, I did mention I'm on Maui. I am gloating. I'm you unapologetic. Are. Um, first time for my kids to come any place like this or my wife. So, okay, well, we will get over uh, haters that. can hate. Okay, exactly. we, will, we will do that. So, so, but. so, what were we thinking? So, um, we have now done say fifty three ish episodes of this uh, ish. ish, and I am occasionally um, feeling tired of the topic of failure. And yet I suppose that's like saying that one is tired of air or tired of water or tired of uh, what is the what's the most predominant element in the universe? What is it? Uh, hydrogen? Uh, well, from where I sit, it's sand. Sand. Well, that's OK. That's still No, that's not a bad guess. Isn't that uh, that's uh, silica, which is certainly a predominant uh, compound in the yeah. universe. But but I was thinking, I guess, hydrogen. Um, Certainly a lot of that out there. And failure is, uh, what's this word, omnipresent? Equally omnipresent. So so exactly. where, where we thought, what was it, um, when we started this two years ago, three years ago, three seasons ago, when we started this, we thought it would be an edgy idea. Um, it turns out that failure is a topic that um, whose time has come. There's a whole lot of failure, if not podcasts, um, lecture series, college courses, yep. and other programs on failure. So it really, was, really wasn't as edgy as we thought. Yeah. We were prescient. How's that sound? Well, either that or we caught the backside of the same wave that everybody else caught. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I guess I would argue that um, 
where you could at first blush, um, where at first blush you could argue that failure was something to be avoided, and, and, I, and I think generally people still do try to avoid failure, it is somewhat inevitable, uh, like what is it, death and taxes, but, but hopefully... Um, exactly. But hopefully, well, not hopefully, certainly with respect to the latter, hopefully it occurs uh, more often than the latter occurs, at least in any one's individual life, any one individual's life. Um, and taxes, well, those are yearly at least. Um, exactly. So I guess the question is, what have we learned about failure? Other, you know, we started into this thinking one would always try to avoid it, and I, th- I think it's fair to say that um, let's assume that roughly half of our episodes actually were about failure, or maybe more than that. What do you think? We had a few about food too, but I'm not sure why. But oh, they were it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But but okay, at least half of our episodes actually were about failure, and we actually did talk to a few people about the topic. And um, my thought was that it's um, you know everybody's had them. Um, everybody's had them. Not only has everybody had them, sort of like hemorrhoids, I suppose. Um, but easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the flip side is, I. But they're common. They're they actually seem to be. But we never got an answer to why they seem to be the part of the normal course. And I don't think I've ever come to grips with that or understanding why. I've never fully understood. And we never had a guest who told us why that was inherently true. Um, and by the way, if you can avoid snorting into the phone, that would be most excellent. I haven't snorted. You're not snorting? Is, is there wind behind no. you? Oh, is there that, wind? That's actually literally um, eight feet from the ocean, so you're hitting the waves roll in. Oh, come and on. And the birds fly around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it, right. it, it's, uh, if you saw this, this abysmal scene, uh, you would be very deeply ashamed for me. <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't recorded a word you said. Um, uh, <laughs> it's the sound of one hand clapping. I know. <laughs> so I'm, but, um, I'm trying but, to. Get, but, well, well, let yeah. me let me jump in because we did talk about this, and one of your one of our thoughts was, you know, what have we learned? And again, I'm going to panelize very briefly. It's that time of year. This is like December what, 27th. Oh, right. We're entitled to do that. This is the one time of year we're actually entitled to do this, like NPR and everybody else who does the year in review. We can do that, too. So so you're you're kind of uh, uh, taking a look back a bit. Uh, It's also the end of a decade, which I hadn't realized until I heard some other idiot pundit say that. So we're we're sort of on the on the uh, that wasn't of 2020. That wasn't Nick, by the way, was it? Was the other idiot pundit Nick? No, I wouldn't refer to him as as a pundit. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> Mick, just kidding. Poor Mick. Mick, we're mm. we're just kidding, Mick. Well, keep going. But, we, um, we know you're uh, out there. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to listen. You think he's going to listen? He didn't uh, listen to the I, others. I don't know if he's listened to the others. I will. I will specifically call him and play him back that last five exactly. second segment. But it's going to be like that scene in Clockwork Orange where you know <laughs> he's forced to listen to Ludwig van Beethoven. <laughs> okay. as, uh, as part of uh, uh, behavior modification. So you One were saying, movies, anyway. what, what was so it that you were trying to... It's that time of year, but what... Sorry, oh my God! Uh, I give everybody my my usual uh, uh, phlegmatic cough. Yeah, it's like an animal. Um, that's, so, so people don't really know. We've heard that people say they can't tell the difference between our voices. I'm the one that coughs all the time. Oh my God, that's, yes. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's yeah. It, but you know, given the time of year, we were talking about like, what have we learned from all this, if anything? Yeah. What might anyone else have learned? And I've always said this when I talk to people to tee them up to be guests. 
which is really it's not about failure, it's about resilience. That's kind of been my my phrase. But what we what we determined in our uh, conversation yesterday that was uh, thankfully not recorded was that it, failure is about pivoting. Uh, people that fail or have something that doesn't work out, uh, their recovery, you know, a part of resilience is pivot. And I know pivot's been a very trendy, on-topic, you know, on-trend word and phrase, and there's probably books with the word pivot in it and and all that, uh, right after the stack of books with the term MVP in it. Um, So, you know, we're even looking at this podcast thinking, do we pivot? Do we talk about in 2020 uh, people that have kind of had a, a realization that their business models sucked or just didn't work or there was no uptake, and what did they do? How did they pivot? And we're even thinking of doing that with this podcast. How do we pivot? I think we've explored what, David? Uh, uh, as we said, companies in the food business, technology business, uh, various aspects of the legal world, the most recent one, which is just being posted about corporate boards and failure. But uh we don't want to fail, I think, and we want to maybe pivot. So we're not sure where we're pivoting to, but I think we'll learn that as we talk with other folks about what is a, a pivot after failure. Well, really hold on. Mean. So let's 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 start with that as a, a you know because we didn't reach any conclusions on what failure was. I, I recall it was Sanjay, one of our guests, and I forget what Sanjay's topic was, but Sanjay was one of our early guests um, on the podcast, and I think that he said. He had an interesting sort of Sanjay-esque comment, which is, it was only a failure if you didn't learn from it, which was that's right. Which was a nice spin on it. Um, but I, but but the spin you've taken on it here about pivot is um, not unreasonable either. And I guess the question is sort of combining. But, but does, David, sorry to interject, which we always do. Yeah. But doesn't that also? implicitly incorporate our friend Sanjay's comment about learning. Yeah, no, no, I think that's right. I think that's right, which is, in, in essence, is a successful life, whether of a, of a human, whether of an animal, a plant. Um, because we, or a parrot. A parrot, even a parrot, a parrot or a dog. Um, isn't it a question of constant pivots? Um, I mean, in yeah. both meta, metaphorically um, and literally, isn't it always you, you, it's hard to, now plants don't tend to move too much, but other than that, but over the long term they do, certainly there's a discussion of if it's not the individual plant that moves, it's through its seeds, the plant and its um, uh, progeny move, right, to, to places where there's more light, True. and over long enough periods of time they evolve and learn how to get light, so... Is the is the big picture here that all of life and all of life is a series of pivots, and that um, just as boy, I'm getting we're getting we're really getting there, Mark. Um, just as uh, oxygen or 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 water is critical to what we keep thinking is critical to life, arguably um, what we call failure, but in point of fact is simply the disincentive to not pivot, and you can work with that if you would, um, is uh, equally prevalent. In other words, you got to keep moving. Bottom line is maybe what I'm getting at is you simply have to keep moving. We well, call them pivots to try to make them sound more hip, but in point of fact, they're fancy, just... Right. right. I mean, can you ever just stand still? And for how long? Well, I think there are businesses which are all about standing still. Insurance would be one of them, where it's just that you're... you're placing a bet 
uh, essentially, or, or hedging your bet or mitigating your risk, whatever fancy term we come up with, yeah. where, you know, they, every year you get a check from your client and they're betting that their building doesn't explode, their car doesn't crash, their something doesn't fail. Um, so there are businesses that are based on standing still, you know, kind of slow and steady. It's not exciting, but, you know, I, what I've learned having dealt with insurance companies on the technology side for decades, yeah, you know, they're very interesting companies. They're like banks. You know, they the banks of information, banks of certainly money. But they don't really, you know, the models don't change that rapidly. They're just, you know, they take in money and, and they take in a lot of money from a lot of different people and hopefully have to pay out a lot less depending on, you know, what kind of business they're in. I think it's true in, 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 in the legal world or in the accounting world. You're, you know, you're providing a service. It's not, not much is different. I disagree. Mark, I disagree. I disagree. Okay. Um, I mean, I was just saying that, that you could try to argue that plants and plant life in general doesn't pivot, and we'll leave out, we'll leave out the Venus flytrap and you know, things like that, um, yep. which, which do move quickly. But we could argue that plants don't move, but in point of fact, we just said they do, and I think that insurance companies do as well. If you get a little closer to them or, or you maybe perhaps get further away, you begin to realize that they're always, I assume, internally changing their models. The models are inherently changing. Um, I think I think it's I think it's refinement, not changing. It's it's you know the evolution versus revolution thing. And again, I'm not picking on you know the insurance companies are fine organizations. I'm not picking on them, but there are certain groups of companies, and maybe insurance is the wrong analogy. Where in my based on my observation, you know, kind of slow and steady is the way they win. They're just yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I don't I don't disagree. You know, there's I don't, nothing, and there's nothing wrong. That's not a, criti- a criticism. That's no, just, no, but that's I don't, their model. No, but I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to come up with sort of the the equals MC squared or um, F equals MA um, of of um, of sort of not just life uh, or not just business life, but but so, life. So basically, and, you're saying fail, failure equals pivot plus motion. I wasn't even getting. No, I think that maybe if I had to try to tie it into something like that, I would say failure is as, and this is a little backwards. Failure is an, is as inevitable as friction, or is as mm. omnipresent as friction, and it's that friction. Uh, and again, the analogy breaks down almost immediately. But the point is, is that it simply. Most of ours do. <laughs> well, it simply is, and maybe maybe the thing, maybe the other way to put it, um, it's hard to get the positive, not the positive spin on this to make this not a negative, um, is that you simply need to, I mean, it's easy to say in business, if you're not growing, you're what, failing? What is that statement? What's the, Cal- what's, what is it? Calcifying. No, no, yeah. I, I, I mean, they always say that about business, if you're not growing, you're going out of business, whatever they say. So I guess it is your or, f- or Or you can quote the fabulous movie, uh, The Legend of Ricky Bobby with uh, Will Ferrell, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah, but I guess that's kind of the point. I don't point. know if you've seen that one, but 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 yeah. maybe one of our other yeah. listeners has seen that. It's uh, uh, Talladega Nights, The Legend of oh, Ricky Bobby. Oh, I saw that like one. That. Yeah, I did see that one. I've seen that a few times. But... Um, I guess, but that is my point, which is that life is a series, whether it's real, real life or business life, is a series of pivots. And, and I guess to try to bring your comment about insurance companies, by way of example, into the, that fold, it's just a question of how substantial the pivots are. Plants don't yep. move quickly, but they do move. 
Um, humans clearly move. I guess you can try to stay in a chair your entire life, but it's uh, not a productive, it can be not a very productive life. Um, um, so I guess maybe that's it. So I, then that brings me to, if you buy into that, why we call failure failure, and why don't we simply refer to it as something more, would it be metaphysical or physical, like friction? Friction is not a bad thing, right? Friction just exists. No. Or inertia. Maybe the answer is inertia. Inertia. It's inertia. That's right. Um, but those things exist. Um, and so why why has failure achieved such a, a negative connotation is the part that's confusing. And is there other well, cultures? Yeah. But, but, there, but there are, uh, again, in the trendy book, uh, on the trendy bookshelves, yeah, what's about that? failing fast. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's on the same shelf as uh, things that have, you know, minimal viable products, MVP you know, marketing things. And again, I'm not disparaging either, either of those categories, but, you know, and I think even, again, quoting our friend Sanjay Monitor, the uh, uh, fail fast uh, and, and pivot quickly is, is sort of, the, uh, is sort of the, uh, the model that a lot of folks have adopted. And I think it's probably the right model. You never know until you try is, is sort of the aphorism. Or, and uh, again, we've seen that in the last 50-some-odd episodes that, you know, whether it was... Um, and a few things have just failed because they couldn't get money, and that was uh, certainly episode one when when you know we talked about my original company, just you know timing wasn't right to do another round. But then we had I think what was it the uh, the guy that did the one we recorded in the restaurant in Wayland, uh, the guy that oh, yeah. did uh, yeah 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 the medical stuff, uh, prostate uh, stuff. Yeah, he, had, he also I mean it's up on the shelf, and I think his failure. Is, is not to get money, but his real failure is if it's viable, is not to pull it off the shelf, perhaps. Well, I'm not going to drag you. There. You're not going to let me drag you down this road, I guess, because it's been my thought. Um, and I'll go down your road if you want. That's fine. I actually have a listing of the podcasts in front of me, and we can quickly, not torturously, go through them. Um, but it had always been my thought, and I'm not giving it up. Wait a minute. Did you do... Did you do preparation for this? No, 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 That's no. That's sort of against our, our ethics. I did, I did not actually do any preparation. While you were babbling endlessly, I guess what we call panelizing, I fired up my iPhone. <laughs> I fired up my iPhone and I typed uh, fail.mobi or failure. What is it? Fail the pod, failure the podcast.com. And I got to our Which website. So, no, I definitely did yeah. not prepare. I would never do that. Um, so, no, no. So I keep trying to drag you down the road of um, I, I think that failure gets a bad rap and um, and it should get no more of a bad rap than inertia or uh, inertia or friction. On that, on that, I completely agree with. It's just a state. It's just a, a status. Right. And, failed and, 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 and that's right. It's a, it's, it's, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit positive, negative, you know. So this is a, this is a little a little of a stretch, but um, you might be able to pick it up. Um Certain things in Scandinavia are, always, are are said to be better than elsewhere in the world, and um, and so I'm wondering whether do things not fail in Scandinavia or do they fail equally? And I'm guessing they fail equally often, and so they're facing the same inertia or friction that we face. And, and I know I know that's mm -hmm. an illusion, which I'm not going to dig into any further. Um, but I I guess what it really comes down to is the real challenge is finding success. Um, and we don't really want to call it success the podcast because there are a whole load of podcasts that are all about success. And largely what one finds is that 
people don't know why they've succeeded. It might just have been they were in the right place and at the right time. And, and sure, experience plays into it. Um, but we thought that we would we thought we would learn more of the truth of life by exploring failure as opposed to exploring success. Because in part, success is almost by definition, or at least if you take everything I've said so far as true, is a metastable state. You can succeed for now, but if you sit there very long, you won't, right? So success is the so truth. It's, it's an inertial state. So yeah. It, it, it's a continuum, and failure is just, you know, uh, along somewhere in the continuum. And without, without inertia, it, it you kind of, I don't know, if you're looking at, at the continuum and, the, and failure is sort of in the middle somewhere, and if you just stop right there, then it becomes, a, that's where the needle ends. But if you keep moving and pivot, as we were saying, or recalibrate, which is another lovely word. Yeah, no, right, uh, right. May, 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 maybe, you know, it, it turns into something different than failure. Um, and, and again, what I was arguing earlier is, you know, there are steady state businesses. And again, I even look at, you know, to, to, to look at one of our other things with uh, Ethan Pausner, I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of innovation in, in, in real estate law and title searches. But there's the inertial state, not criticizing Ethan or what he does, is, you know, every building, you know, we're talking about a fist of dirt. Every building has a title, and if you want to sell it or transfer it somehow, there's, it, it's always the same. And, you know, the innovations might be on doing it more efficiently, doing it more digitally, doing it, you know, whatever. But there, there are certain businesses where constancy is is not a failed state constancy is actually a good thing. No, so I just uh, it does make sense, but I think you and I are looking at it like the donut versus the hole. I think what all I hear you saying because I want to sort of I want to bring this into my fold as opposed to yours. All I'm saying is that the time scales are different. That is, if you're looking at insurance companies and banks and things that we we tend to think of as more steadfast businesses. They are. They are more steadfast, but it's only a question of it's only a question of the time scale you're looking at them on which you look at them. If they fail to innovate, they fail to pivot over a longer period of time, which means for an insurance company not changing its model, not changing its marketing, they will fail just as severely as any other business. It just turns out that um, the lifetime of a business and the lifetime we expect of a bank is on a scale that we that we need. Um, their failures to take place over much longer intervals of time, or we permit right. them. So I'll say it's the same thing. And and as I look back, we had two episodes in a row. One was with Mick um, when he before he joined us as a co-host, and one was with um, Jack down in Texas, uh, both on on investing. Uh, Mick talked to us yeah. about we, it was called in, investing. It's a it's a numbers game, and Jack was uh, when the investment banker comes calling. And those oh yeah, are I remember that one. That was good actually. Yeah, that was good. Um, those were both businesses where which effectively bank on, if you will, or count on not so much count on failure, but try to uh, what is it arbitrage or what's the expression? Try to try to try to turn the odds. It's not arbitrage at all. I guess they try to play the odds on success, putting the right money at the right time into a business that's, you know, whilst statistically failure is more common, those are ones that are trying to find success at the right time, or maybe in in Jack's case with with a private equity. Um, well, that's right. They're, but, they're, the, but then the inverse of that is the venture capital model, which is, 
throw a bunch of crap against the wall, one thing will stick, and the other nine that, that don't stick, that's okay. Right. That's really their model is, is that, you know, we've got so much money uh, to put to work, you know, $50 billion, $100 billion funds. And their model literally is we're not even going to pick winners. We're going to pick, you know, folks that probably they're actually picking failures of which one or two don't fail. Yes, exactly. If you look at yeah, it. yeah, exactly. I agree. I completely, completely agree with that. Um, so, so, so their model is the model of failure, and the ones that fail at failing are the ones that that actually make money. So, it, why did it, we ever get away with? Sound. So, why did failure ever get that bad rap? Why is failure such a negative word? Because I think there's a, a, an aspect of this that so the word failure and the and, and lose or loser sort of come together. And I think the popular sort of tribalist uh, sports things where, you know, team one failed to win, this player failed to do this, the, this athlete failed, therefore he lost or is a loser. I think it's been painted with that brush. I'm not saying, I, I'm, I actually, I'm, I'm clearly saying they should not be painted with that. And again, if, you know, the, the movie, the comedy movie quote I made, if you're not first, you're last which was made in jest in the, in, the, in, the, in the setting of the movie, I think really is indicative of, of the way people look at it. So failure is, well, this idea didn't work. Let's move on to the next one. But in, in the way most people look at it, it's, oh, his company failed. Oh, he's a loser. So I think that's where the, the, the pejorative uh, uh, orientation of the word failure came from. Yeah, and so then we hear, about the, we hear about the, uh, the VCs out of, on the West Coast and probably here as well, which is failure is, um, failure is actually a good thing in terms of a CEO because he or she has then found one more among the very few paths to success. He or she has now explored one, two, or more towards failure and hopefully will be statistically a little better, a little more likely to succeed, right? Um, well, I think they, they, they always say they look for CEOs that have had a failure, um, or, or maybe they justify it because they hired hired a CEO or brought on a CEO or a CEO that's the the, the founder uh, that had a failure or so in, in in their background, and they justify it by saying, "Well, look what he learned for, from it." Um, I've always said that you know folks that have had some level of adversity have learned how to again be resilient, how to in the in the, in the startup world. If you've lost somebody's money, there's nothing worse than that. Uh, again, having you know gone through that, if you take money from outside investors and it does things don't materialize in the way you think it will, it's an awful feeling. And what that does is that tees you up for the next one, where you you are super uh, diligent around cash use and, and cash burn and and you know communicating and and all of that. So one, cool. one would say that, you know, uh, having, you know, banking on a failure on, on a startup exec or team that have had a have had some adversity would be a smart move if they've learned something. And that's the if it needs to be underlined. Well, I guess the one thing they've learned is that if, you know, I, we used to think of entrepreneurs as being young um, from the Elevator News, you know, what is that, Captivate, which is the company that... Um, Captivate Networks, yeah. Captivate is the Elevator News. Um, and by the way, I hear your damn birds in the background. Can you tell them to hush it up because it's making me feel bad about the dark, cold weather we have up here? Yeah, they're up in the, in the lush palm trees, uh, which are shielding me from the 83-degree sun. 
by the way, 1142 in Maui, 83 degrees. Well, so what I was getting at is that if we if we go back to the model where, and certainly still is true that a lot of the startups and entrepreneurs are young kids, um, not necessarily the ones who were at the top of their class, but many of them are, not all of them by any stretch. Um, you know, many of the ones who are top of their class go, go, class go on to academia. Um, but if we look at the young ones um, who are starting businesses, the downside is that they've now come off a period of 12 or more likely 16 to 20 years of schooling, you know, first grade through college and then or kindergarten through college plus um, grad school. Many of them have been... Sure, they probably haven't failed, um, but that's under a, a different, uh, the academic standard or the way academics work um, aren't the same way, don't work the same way as business. And so we don't necessarily want somebody going straight from um, schooling to the world of business to get hit their first failure and then find that, and there's nothing wrong with calling home, but finding that they're calling home to figure out what just went wrong. So the reason your statement might be true um, is that failure is good on the business side is this is somebody who now has begun to realize um, that failure is just sort of a natural state and learns how to deal with it, whether it's through dealing with their investors or dealing with their employers, um, or employee, uh, I'm sorry, employees. Um, and employees whether, and customers, right. Yeah, and dealing with customers and everyone else, which is, Look, I mean, the bottom line is, as an investor, we may be investing in you because you have gone through failure, and we know that you will not give up when it happens, but will simply realize, oh, that pathway towards success is not one that works. Let me try a different one. You've been through that. Do you agree? That's right. Okay. No, I, I, I do agree. And we actually had um, one of our guests this year, uh, Mark Held, yeah. who, you know, great idea, uh, raised a bunch of money, learned learned some of the pitfalls of raising from the wrong investors, um, and cash management was was an issue that he talked about. He had a great great idea around you know uh, essentially tracking assets, mixing that data with um, you know uh, other logistical information, weather data, uh, you know in in the shipping world, also shipping data, and you know the goal was. You know, this is that, that other aphorism about people don't buy, buy uh, drills, they buy holes. So the hole he was trying to sell is, where's my asset and when will it be here and how can I get it more efficiently? Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of other subsidiary data that comes from that. But, um, but you know, I think he discussed his failure was really cash management and um, picking perhaps some investors that weren't really the right investors, but knowing that he kept having to fill up the uh, the gas tank and gas tank you know needed money and he just went to any any gas station so i think what right. he learned out of this was you know having a longer term view a longer term funding plan and making sure that uh, you know he lined up the right investors so i i uh, and again we're not really talking across purposes but where you as you were talking it made yeah. me made me come back to this thing which is about failure fundamentally and why we, why we say it's negative. And sorry, we're we're sort of bouncing around, or actually, we're actually on two different. Yeah, so we're on parallel roads. Yeah, so, I, so yeah, kind of on the, back on that track. I yeah. don't think failure is negative. Failure is negative to me. The connotation is negative if if you haven't learned something. Well, hold on, hold or on, if you hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. 
I think I, I was I'm still here. Okay, I think I was going to go somewhere else, which was <laughs> now you've made me partially forget it. But there's something about it's um, your age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess there's something about you know you could object to trying to make failure anything but a negative, right? Yeah, in, in trying to justify failure or in trying to come to a grips with or acceptance of failure, you could argue it's a little like, you know, when you and I went to school back when, um, things were a little more black and white. You know, failure was a failure. What is it? Uh, men were men, uh, women were women, sheep were sheep, or whatever the expression was. Sheep were, uh, sheep were scared, where men were men and sheep were scared. Some, that's a different <laughs> that's podcast. That's a different podcast, yes. Yeah, Entirely um, different podcast. <laughs> yeah, but... Back then, things were a little simpler, and failure was failure, and that was being the end of it. And you, know, you can compare that with how our own kids now are taught in school, which is, you know, everybody gets prize when they go play in the soccer tournament. Um, yeah, so this goes back to, back to the failure is not an end state. It's just a, a point on a continuum. Well, I guess what I'm getting at, which is, um, are we better off being really critical? You know, on the one hand, I would argue sort of like our kids are told never to use the word idiot, never use the word stupid, never use, do this. You know, our kids are taught that, uh, that they should speak in politically correct ways at all times, and there's essentially no value judgments placed on anything. Oh, that guy got an F on that exam. That's so marvelous. Um, you know, and you and I were taught, <laughs> I got an F, that loser. And, um, and, you know, so maybe there is value to value judgments. Maybe it's good that failure is a negative thing as opposed to a um, sort of the, um, what, what was the, what was the infamous, the fam- was it, it wasn't 1984. There was one of the famous books where, I want to say 1984, but it was a, a sci-fi book I read as a kid. Um, I forget which one, but everyone was essentially around uh, the whole world that evolved. Everyone's sitting around smoking opium, um, you know, and, and effectively failing because they were doing nothing, but they were happy. Um, and that's not a very, that wasn't in whatever this story was. It was probably Sounds uh, like the Twilight Zone. No, it was probably Ralph Allison or somebody. I don't know if you remember him. I think his name was Ralph Allison. Mm-hmm. He was a science fiction writer and he explored stuff like that. And maybe it wasn't him. And uh, I, I don't think our one listener is likely to have read this book. Um, um, but it was some book about everyone basically just hanging out in their opium den, smoking opium, or uh, uh, and the world, of course, was going to pot, so to speak. Uh, yeah, as no, a result. no, 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 no. To our dear listener or listeners, uh, David grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, during a time where that's what happened. <laughs> I don't think so. It was a very successful town and still is. So I guess I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, to some extent, um, we don't want to be politically correct and say, oh, his last company or her last company failed. Let's put another $18 million into this one because, oh, you know, failure is just an acceptable thing and it's just the way things go. And, oh, everybody deserves money, so let's put $18 million in. That is definitely not the way it works. So um, it's it's hard to sort of figure out this, um, is it a duotomy, dichotomy, duology? There must be some variant of that, right? Do you get what I'm getting yeah. at or no? Well, no, yeah. So you're saying you're kind of debating uh, primarily with yourself, I think, but uh, which yes. is also a very typical thing, uh, sort of whether or not to stigmatize the word failure. Yeah. And I think what I indicated was it's been it's been stigmatized because the the word failure has been associated with loser or losing, and you know like uh, 
uh, you know, the only time I think the, the word failure should be stigmatized is the part failed and the plane crashed. Well, that's, there's certainly nothing positive uh, uh, about that part failing and that plane crashing. So on the other hand, on the other hand, Mark, you know, just to argue that one out, um, there's what's his face is who was that guy? Captain Sully. Who didn't he just pass away? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he passed away, but yeah, he's the guy that that found a way to land, you know, land a plane that that uh, ingested a few birds. Hopefully, not one of yours. <laughs> You're fine, thank you. Um, no, oh, but but Literally. my point is is that while we don't like the fact that Sully's plane went down, um, I don't know whether people died on it or not. We celebrate. Sully. No, no, everybody was safe. Okay, well, we celebrate Sully himself. We, and this goes back to your point, or maybe it was my point, or our point, about failure, about we like hiring CEOs who have failed. So I don't want exactly. the plane, I don't want to be on the plane that Sully was on. I don't want to have been the investor in that business. On the other but hand, I, I'd love to But I sure have, want to be on his next flight. Exactly. <laughs> so is that, is that the same thing? Uh, it, it can be, because, you know, he turned... Uh, you know, it's kind of like the turn the frown upside down, that cliche. So what? His plane what? failed. What he, country did you, what was that? What? Turn the frown upside down. Oh, my God. You grew up in is Lansing. That terrible? You grew up in Lansing, Michigan, and that perfectly no. explains that. What is no, that? No, I did not grow up in Lansing. I did, I did attend school there for a while and learned how to eat great Mexican food at a wonderful restaurant, but, but, um, uh, I don't know. It's just it, it seemed like he 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 you know uh, he took an adverse situation and and you know through training and uh, just kind of not giving up he you know managed to take a failing situation and turn it into um, you know at least not a, a, a total because, disaster. You know, I took the failure failure of ingesting birds into into his aircraft engine and turned it into. Uh, Grace under pressure, and how do you, you know, how do you calmly steer through what is arguably the worst thing that could happen to an airline pilot, um, and and you know, and be gracious about it, and make sure everybody got out safely, and so you know, he, he's 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 a hero, the hero, a hero that uh, steered through failure, and again looked at failure as a continuum. You know, was not satisfied with just saying, "Okay, the plane's going to fail. I'm just going to watch it go down," and uh, managed to pull pull it out. And that's you know, again, he pivoted. Oh, you so know, I he agree. I, on the Hudson River. I, I I agree with your point that I am debating this with myself. But you know, on the other hand, um, it's not. You're in a room alone. What, what else are you going to do? Yeah, no, exactly. I'm right. In, Right. I'm a disembodied voice 6,000 miles away. What the yeah, hell, what I the don't, hell yeah, is there? I, I don't know. I don't know whether... Well, so I guess the other question is, is there more to explore on this, or have we have we come to the end of failure um, in terms of this podcast, or is this simply an excuse, which I think is the answer, is it an excuse to get people enough to... It gets, raises their eyebrows or it piques their curiosity enough that we're able to get them in as guests, and maybe that's the whole point. And, and to the few idiots out there, and I, I, and I do use that phrase, uh, I guess, figuratively. Um, Great, gratuitously. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, <laughs> to the few idiots out there who think failure, that sounds like an interesting podcast. I guess that's just a label. We, might, we could equally call this water, air, or any number of other sort of uh, uh, omnipresent things. And, uh, but that one happens to get their attention, right? Is that the whole point? Well, look, we, we could have called it Earth, Wind, and Fire, my favorite group. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. One, But that one's been taken. Yeah. So you're saying... 
So I'm kind of with you on failure is, is and again, I'll, I'll uh, redundantly uh, uh, indicate that failure is uh, a, a road on the continuum, or is a place on a continuous a road, if you will. Uh, it's a continuum. Uh, and where, where the story or the journey ends on, on, on a failed enterprise is, is up to the, uh, the, the team. But um, I think it's a continuum. It's not an end state. But it, it, it actually brings you to a thought. Oh my um, God! We, I think yeah. as we kind of come probably to the near end of this particular episode, and I'd lo- I'd like these to continue, but um, uh, occasionally I think we've asked people to reach out. So I, I think there's a way you can either send send me a note on on my Twitter at M Thurman or on David's Twitter, which is probably at Deep Hausner. Good guess. But if you want to, uh, if you are a listener and you want to suggest some things or comment on it. Or I don't know if the website failurethepodcast.com has the ability to provide feedback or not. I'm assuming there's some way. Yeah. Um, you know, this has been sort of a, a, a one-way, you know, broadcast out, but maybe incorporating some more um, input would be helpful. And we did, by the way, as you'll recall, have uh, folks that uh, at least one gentleman, Daniel Barenboim, who uh, did listen to this and actually wanted to uh, – uh, take our then co-host uh, from Boston Harbor Angels up on uh, a few of his points of view and, and push back. So we have had some listeners, uh, uh, some listener reach out to us and, and actually participate. So I would encourage folks, if you are listening and, and you want to see us pivot in a different way or explore different things or even uh, look at different guests or companies um, or suggest them, I'd say, speaking only for myself, I'm open to that. I don't know yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm thinking is we always joke we have one listener, and I think that in reality we have two listeners as probably our respective wives, and we could as easily... No, my, 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 my wife doesn't listen. Okay. I'll, just, well, I'll put that out there. But one of my daughters has, and I okay. think the older daughter well, we can, has we promised can, to. We can just ask them in person, but I guess I suppose if there are any other listeners out there, we could we could get some feedback from them. Um, I, I think where I would go on on my prior comment um, was in the in the worst case failure is a uh, trademark if you will or it's a brand we have um, yeah. uh, some it's number of lis- we have some number of listener or listeners and I suppose we should just charge along the same course and see what topics that brings us over the uh, next few months it's been a little slow um, in terms of our yep. ability to get to recordings just because life goes on outside the recording studio here um but we will just just keep plugging along and see what that brings us and uh you know see if we can grab mick for the next episode i think he's it's a winter so he is uh probably yeah. uh, enjoying the uh the good weather of uh, what is it arizona or something new mexico where yeah it is. well two-thirds two of the hosts are in a in a uh a warm climate, David. What's that say about you? Does that make you the failure? <laughs> well, I think that they always say that people up here are the hard workers, so I uh, do not mind still being in the cold. It keeps me keeps yeah. me moving along. So let me do this. I have, we have one more podcast. Well, podcast. We will put it up shortly. I just sent you the blurb. We'll get in fifty three up, I, and this one won't take yeah. much. This one will not take much to put up. Um, and we'll get this up, and you'll be back in town when in a week or so. Yeah, in less than a week, and then I go to CES, so maybe we can do a little uh, uh, live from CES 2020 type uh, thing and see what the trends are. Uh, yeah, if you can find a, show, that is. a quiet-ish space, you'll have a recorder. You won't have a microphone out there, but we'll uh, 
We all have, have a phone. I have this facility, this uh, mobile recording studio called my iPhone. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't we try some from I'm, out there and um, yeah, and let's wish our and one. Then I'll be back. Wish our each other and our one listener a happy New Year. Happy New Year, and from uh, Maui, as uh, they say, mahalo, which means thank you. And um, David, happy New Year. I'll talk to you later. You too. I'll turn the recorder on now. By the way, and we should start. Talk to you later. Ah. <laughs> bye bye.